You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. not about what you've done. So I'll give you a little history on me. I grew up in the church. Thank you God for a mom and a dad who prayed for me to be in the church and kept me in the house of God as long as they could. I grew up as a pastor's kid. My father was a pastor of a Lutheran deaf church in Columbus, Ohio. This is a little different of an experience than what I stepped into when I came to Awaken. Just a little. And here's one example. We weren't exactly a Holy Spirit-filled church. There was no speaking in tongues. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of speaking going on because it was a deaf church. But, (laughs) but, um, I learned in the house of God that early on that I knew God. I knew who he was, but I didn't really have a relationship with him. And I, I found that out later in my life. When I was 11, my dad was diagnosed with, um, a malignant brain tumor, and he was such a faithful man. He said, I'm either going to be healed here on earth, or I'm going to be healed when I get into heaven, and which was phenomenal because he was so faithful, and at the age of 21, we lost my dad to the cancer, and that totally unraveled and flipped my world upside down. Who knows that 21-year-olds maybe don't always make the best choices anyways, But then when this happened, it kind of spiraled me into making worse decisions. And so I started walking my own path, which was not great, let me tell you. I started dating a lot of guys, sorry, honey, a lot of, this is before him, so it's fine, but a lot of the wrong types of guys. I worked at Hooters to pay for college, which did help me pay for college, which is true. And then at the age of 25, I met this awesome guy. And after only six months of dating, we decided, oh, let's, get, let's move in together. It's such a smart idea. Let, and let me just tell you, let me stop right here. If you're dating somebody or you're engaged, do not move in with each other before you are actually covered in a covenant of marriage. It is literally playing house and it, it steals from your future. And I know that because we spent our first year of marriage in counseling. So. But I was, I was dating this guy. We went to counseling after three and a half years of dating because who knows you need it after living with somebody for three years and there's no covenant over you. And in that counseling session, he told me, I will never go to church with you. Even if we have kids, I will not step into the house. It's for you, that's fine, but not for me. And I audibly heard God say, well, who are you gonna choose? Him or me? And And that was a pivot in my faith because I'd been walking away so long. And then I said, okay, God, I'm choosing you. But like, let me just, spoiler alert, he's now in the house of God, has been here for 10 years, nine years married, two beautiful children. God can restore anything. God wasn't done with me yet, no matter what choices I had made. So let's go to point number two. It's about what you are doing. Coming into this house, I did not know how to pray. I could pray over dinner. I could even sing a little dinner song, which if you want to hear one of those, I'll share it with you after the service. But I was so nervous because I would go to my connect group and there were these amazing women praying and prophesying over each other. And I got so nervous that when it came time for prayer, I would run to the bathroom and hide. 
for like 10 minutes. And I would do this. And after two or three connect groups, I think my leaders literally thought I had bladder infections because I would hide in the bathroom until they flipped it up on me and started connect with prayer. And I was asked to pray over a girl I didn't know. And I remember my prayer being something like this. Thank you, Jesus, for her. Um, heal whatever she needs in Jesus' name. Amen. And I was mortified and making up all these things in my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the, the next 20 minutes, I'm like, I can't believe that's what I said. But God was so good because in that moment, that girl came up to me and said, thank you so much. I really needed to hear that today. And that unlocked something inside of me. And now today, I lead the most amazing group of women in women's prayer here at 930. So praise Jesus it unlocked something in me, which was amazing. And I didn't see myself as a leader. When I came into this house, I had so many failures. I had so many insecurities. I had so many past sins. But the leaders and pastors in this house were amazing because they saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself. And it's not like they saw it and were like, there's amazing gold in you, and then left me there. What they did was say, I see gold in you, but I also see that you're kind of struggling with some unforgiveness. So let's walk through that. Let's release that. I see that you might be struggling with some decisions here. Let's walk through what that could be. You might be carrying something you're not supposed to. Let's go through some deliverance. And they didn't leave me where I was at. They discipled me and walked me through that. And it's phenomenal because now I get to do that with other people. And it has been one of the greatest joys of my life to be able to stand with men and women Pray with them, encourage them, lift them up, gently correct them so that they can unlock the fullness of what God has for them. And then they get to repeat the process again. Amen. Okay. One thing that I felt like totally disqualified me because I was good at disqualifying myself from a lot of things in the house of God. I used to compare myself to everyone. Pastor Leanne would get on stage and I'm like, well, I will never be on stage or preach like her. Or Pastor Michaela would be on stage and she's prophesying. I'm like, I can never prophesy like her. Or Pastor Jurgen with his thousand different voices on stage. I'm like, I'm not, I don't have that gift. But, or yeah, I can dance. That's true. <laughs> that was a gift God gave me. Um, but I was disqualifying myself. And so I had a choice. Was I going to believe the lies of the enemy or was I going to stand in what the word of God said about me and who I was and what I was going to do and how I was going to further his kingdom. Now, there's a lot of people in the Bible that you may not think were qualified for God to use, but I'm going to share a couple of them with you quickly. Um, they're kind of cheeky, so you can research them on your own. Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Moses stuttered. Isaiah preached naked. Nobody will do that today. I hope. <laughs> Rahab was a prostitute. Martha worried about everything. Can I get amen from the ladies? <laughs> yeah. And Lazarus was dead. If God can use all of these people that we may have called unqualified, he can use any and all of us. Amen. In Acts 3, 3 through 8, there's a story of a paralyzed beggar. He's sitting at the gates, and Peter and John walk up, and this is what it says. So when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking them for coins. But Peter, along with John, stared at him intently and said, look at us. And the man began to pay attention to them, eagerly expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have 
I give to you. In the name, authority, and power of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, begin now to walk and go on walking. Then he seized the man's right hand with a firm grip and raised him up. And at once, his feet and ankles became strong and steady and with a leap, stood up and began to walk. And he went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. It is amazing. This, and I don't have time to unfold it all, but this beggar was asking, he needed provision, he needed money because he's been paralyzed his whole life. And Peter and John come in and they're like, well, we don't have that, but what we do have, we are going to give to you. What we have, the power and the authority and the Holy Spirit, what we have, we're going to give to you. And that man was blessed beyond because he didn't get money to help feed himself. He didn't get money to help go to the doctor. He got fully healed and he is now walking in the freedom and promise of what God had for him. And the very last thing I want to just, the last thing I love, Jesus, this was Jesus' last command to his disciples. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. All of this is to say that with God and with the help of his people, I was raised up in this house. I was healed of my past sins and my insecurities. It has been the most phenomenal journey of my life because now I get to walk in the fullness, the freedom, and the calling of what God had on my life. And I get to now repeat that process and do the same thing for somebody else. And that's called discipleship. God, look, God doesn't call the equipped. He's going to equip the called. And today, if you think you're not being called, you need a better service provider. And his name is Jesus Christ. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for any one of us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. And I want to bring up the amazing Alex Almos. So good, Rachel. Girl, you rocked it. That is so good. You may be seated. We just continue to honor Pastor M, Pastor Miguela, and Dr. Matt. And uh, just what a great couple. You know, they have 100 million businesses, and they carry, they carry the load of this incredible community. What, what, a, what an honor to serve under you guys' leadership. I just, it's something else. So people's on purpose. We are people of purpose. And this morning, we're going to encourage each other to go and, and take it to the next level. God moves in an army as much as he moves in you. But when we are together and we click together and begin to walk life and begin to serve together in different areas, we can completely transform a city. You can completely transform a business. I don't know how many business owners you have, but if you have a really good team, then you can forecast and begin to expand and begin to move forward. It is in the team that we build, that you build in your business, or here in the church, that you begin to take ground. Yeah, I guess I'm talking to myself. I'm going to buy this for myself. I'm going to listen to people myself. 
We need culture in the house. All right. So Isaiah 59:19 says the following. You can, you can see it on the screen. It says, when the enemy shall come in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Yes. I want to talk to you about in the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about just about the lift up the standard. Lift up the standard. I love it because I saw, I was, I received the text from you guys. Uh, the Lord said, I'm going to heal people as I, they, they begin to make decisions to serve me. So if you're sick this morning, if you have problems in your bodies, in your shoulders, your knees, maybe the doctor is giving you a really bad report, listen carefully as you begin to decide in your heart that you're going to serve God with everything you have. And maybe you have only one thing. Maybe you're good at one thing, Right? If as, soon, as soon as you decide to serve him, healing will begin to happen. Healing will begin to happen. I'm telling you something, that in the presence of insecurity, fears waves at you. But in the presence of healing, the kingdom of heaven has opened in your life. So this morning, if you want to lift up a standard, begin to think through, how can I join a team? How can I join this army of people that are sold out for Christ? The Amplified Bible puts it this way. When the, em when the enemy, and if you hear an accent, I do speak Spanish, and I speak in Italian too. So... Um, if I start speaking in tongues, you just wave at me, okay? All right. <laughs> I don't have, well, I have a bilingual Bible right here. Anyways, you're making me lose minutes, Dr. Matt. All right. <laughs> Amplify says it like this. When the enemy shall come in, in a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to fly, for he will come in like a, he, God, will come in like a rushing stream, which he breathe, the Lord drives. So that means that God is going to begin to move in such a powerful way. You know, I was, I was looking into the word standard. It's, a, it's an all English word, and don't, don't take me to all King James version because I won't be able to even read it in English right now. But um, it's an all English word that is used in battle when a standard or a flag is raised, the whole army will go and pin that area and begin to destroy it and begin to attack it, begin to move it. So when it says that the Lord will raise up the standard, he's raising you, you and I, so we can begin to go into it and begin to target the enemy. So every single act of service that we have in our our lives, we begin to go into the enemy's camp and begin to rattle his cages so we can take the territory. Somebody up there. I'm talking to somebody up there. I'm just getting warm up, but I have five minutes. Okay. See, we fight through prayer and fasting. Uh, don't look at me. Okay. I do pray though. <laughs> We fight through his word, and we know that. We, we are good at stuff like that. But most of us, we have forgotten to fight through serving. When you serve, you begin to engage in two different activities. One is a spiritual activity, and one is a physical activity. So when you are serving here in the natural, you're fighting in the supernatural. You're beginning to open up the realms of heaven, and you begin to fight. 
I'm telling you, once we get the revelation of why do we serve, you're going to begin to realize that your life will become richer, that your life will become more full, your life will become restored, your life will become just incredible, and you will become attractive to other people like you that they're in the grind and beginning to grow and grow and grow. So what is it? What is it that stops us to go into a battle with this big army called Awaken? What is it? Sometimes it's our hearts. We, we disqualify. I don't know about you guys, but that question the other day when Dr. Matt preached last Sunday and said, what, what you see matters have completely messed me up. And if you come to men's prayer, I'll share my God story next, next men's prayer. But what you see really matters. What is it that you see today? Do you come and sit? Do you come on a Wednesday night? Do you perhaps have been part of another ministries and you're hurt? And then now the opportunity comes for serving the Lord, for, to sign up to be part of a team, and you have that reservation. What I'm telling you, in that reservation, the enemy has come closer to blind you, to set you. So he can prey on you and begin to put bitterness and angry and, and all sorts of emotions begin to damage the internal aspect of who you are. But I'm telling you today, the Lord is about to heal you. The Lord is about to touch you. The Lord is about to unlock you. The Lord is about to move you. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that more and more and more we're going to come together into it and this incredible army. Our hearts, the Bible says in Jeremiah, and you guys don't have it, but our heart says in Jeremiah 17, is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? If you can't understand me, you ain't going to understand the heart, right? <laughs> Who can understand? So when you hear the inner dialogue of the, of the movie that is playing all the time, it's because you're hurting. But here's what happened when we serve. Mm, I thought it was tequila for a minute. Um, here's what happened when we serve. When you serve, you begin to work with people. People that they care for you, people that they love you, people that you don't know, people that for the first time are introduced into your life, and then all of a sudden they begin to see things or you, you begin to express what you're going through. And those same people begin to lift you up. The same people begin to hug you. The same people begins to walk with you. The same people begins to pray for you. The same people begin to uh, speak words of encouragement into your life. So now all of a sudden you're not alone. So when the enemy comes and plays and your heart gets all confused and messed up and the circumstances appear and the natural seems to be impossible, these people are beginning to say, with God, all things are possible. And you begin to move and you begin to take ground and you begin begin to take ground in your life and you begin to take ground in everything that you're moving through because the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven suffer violence and only violent people take it by whole by violence come on somebody tough crowd tough crowd this morning I'm landing this plane to bring the beautiful page up are you ready Remember, you have to dance, rap, and all that stuff, okay? <laughs> when you serve, you're fighting the spiritual forces, the snares of the enemy, the envy, the anger, and people around you will begin to uphold you. 
when you allow service, when you allow this awakened team application to become part of your life, you begin to engage into a place that you've never seen before. See, and I finish with this. I was a pastor for 22 years, full time. And uh, I, chose, I chose to leave the ministry. And when I, when I left it, I was pretty hurt. And I never thought that I wanted to come back to ministry. I left my identity in the ministry, everything I knew how to do. I left mechanical engineering to become a minister, to go to school for it and everything else. In all those years that I was away, I was hiding in kids' ministry because I knew that if I will serve, at least I will be protected. I knew that. So I began to serve. And through the service, I began to meet people like Mike and like different, different type of dudes in here. Pastor, how many times pastor had called me and told him, dude, you better, you better get your act together in this one. You know what I'm saying? I love you, but there you go, boom. Oh, oh, really? Okay, thank you. I feel the love. Baby, I feel the love. And, and, and as I began to get healed and be transformed, I began to realize that inside of us, there is a purpose and a destiny that we got to fulfill. That what the enemy has tried to come, steal, and destroy, the Lord will lift up. <laughs> will lift up a standard against them. And you this morning are part of the standard to be lift up. So I encourage you this morning that as you sign up, uh, uh, you will be exposed into your damages that the enemy is trying to do, but also will be exposed into the strength of the Lord in your life. Will be exposed to incredible people that they will help you, teach you, and carry you. And that is how we become an army because the Lord will lift up a standard. Paige, you're up. Let's give it up for Paige. Wow, that's... Um, man, I can't dance. I can't dance. <laughs> and I have to follow that. You know, there's not three messages being preached here today. There, the Holy Spirit is weaving something together, a message for our church. And you know, our pastors picked these three people, including myself, to stand here. Not because we're anything special, but because we're simply bringing to this house, to this service, to this particular one. Nine o'clock had three different people. They had a different message. So I'm encouraging you, if you haven't already gotten something, which I don't really know how that's possible, I want you to lean in for just a minute and strap on your seatbelt as we go just a little bit further into this same theme, okay? So I don't know about you, but I've been working really hard to leave 2020 behind and everything that went with it, right? Okay? And so we all know we're living in different times and we've got different issues that we're facing. And one of the things that we face every single day and you wake up every day is we face this thing called cancel culture. All right? And so it's, it's almost hilarious. Like you wake up and you're like, what are they going to cancel today? You know, what food, what cartoon, who's getting on the chopping block today? And it just is this thing where you just see the mud sling, you see someone's life destroyed, you see something go down in a blaze of glory. For the record, I thought Pepe Le Pew was freaky already. If anybody doesn't know about him, he's the little smooching 
I don't know, what is he, a skunk? Yeah. Anyway, but there's zero, zero, zero logic behind any of it. And so we have to raise up a standard, and yet the sands are constantly shifting around us every single day. And so, but you know what's interesting is the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. And so I'm here to tell you that the cancel culture has existed since the garden. But cancel culture is something that the devil has counterfeited when really Christ came in to cancel the sin that was against us. That is the work of salvation and the work of humanity. So I'm here to tell you today that Jesus Christ is the king of cancel culture. And if you will allow yourself to be canceled by him, then there is no one, no thing, nothing in this world that you will fear to cancel you here in this life, in this life. I want to read to you a scripture out of Colossians 2.13. It says, you were dead because of your sin and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all of your sins. Listen to this. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers, the authorities. He shamed them publicly and by his victory over them on the cross. When we come to Christ, he silences our shame. And that is the exact opposite of, counter culture, of, of cancel culture. See, cancel culture wants to pull somebody something and they want to throw it on social media and they want everyone to pick up rocks and throw it at it and they want everyone to know what's bad about you, what you've done wrong, what wasn't right, what wasn't woke enough. And that's the way the world deals with things. But that's not the way Christ, the way Christ deals with us. See, there's a story in John uh, 8, and it's about the woman caught in the act of adultery. She was caught in the very act, and the religious leaders pulled her out, not because they cared about her, not because they were concerned and wanted her life changed and transformed. They were trying to trip Jesus up, actually, by asking him a question. And so they ask him this question, and they're ready to stone her, all right? And he reaches down in the sand, and he starts writing something. We don't know what he wrote, but it says later, it says that they begin to just step away one by one. And I have a hunch he began to just write something in the sand that just messed them up, exposed them, you know? But Jesus looked up at her and said, where are your accusers? Go and sin no more. See, when Christ cancels you, he silences the shame in your life. He silences it, and we don't have to walk with that anymore. And as Christians, we have to walk with that revelation if we are going to walk according to a new standard. Because if we're still carrying around the sin of our past and the shame of our past, then we are kind of useless, <laughs> because it just holds us back. We see also, I love this, this was, the, this was just the nugget that the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart. He said he canceled the record of charges against us. Some of us are walking around with a bill that's already been paid. We're walking around with a laundry list of all of the things that we have done wrong. And we see that that's what the world does. They dig into your past and then they try to parade it in front of you and silence you. But if you realize that your sins have been nailed to the cross and he wiped the record, everything out, he wiped it out for you, then guess what? There's nothing that a man can say to you. There's nothing that can be posted about you 
And I'm here to tell you, so many of us live in fear that something's going to get said. Somebody's reminding us. The devil is constantly reminding us about that record of wrong. It could be the record of wrong from a long time ago when you had really bad sins, or it could be the record from this morning when you were a grump to your spouse and yelled at your kids on the way to church. Doesn't matter which one it is. Doesn't matter. But what the devil does is he neutralizes you. He puts you in neutral. And a neutral Christian is the most dangerous thing out there. Because they are neither hot nor cold. And Jesus said, I'd rather vomit you out of my mouth than you be hot or cold. And I'm here to tell you, when we came to Awaken, we didn't experience leadership that was neutral. In fact, it was unprecedented times. And they said, you know what? We're stepping on the gas. We are not going to be a neutral church. We are not going to. I know business leaders in this house. They said, I'm not going to be a neutral business. We said, when you shake the entire academic and school culture, guess what? We're not going to be neutral. We're going to launch our own academy. I'm here to tell you, many of you have come to this church just like me. You've come to this church and you feel a shifting and you desire to get out of the neutral state in your life, but you're stuck. See, I have a student driver in my household right now. And so we go out and we go driving and, you know, gets in the car and shifts, steps on the gas and it's and we just go nowhere. That's the time just like Jesus, Jesus, you're in control. Jesus, take the wheel. You know, many of us are trying to step on the gas and get out of 2020 and leave all what's going on in this world behind us. But you're stepping on the gas and you're going nowhere. And I'm here to tell you, it was like you said, when you begin to come into the house of God and you begin to partner with other men and women who have been canceled, whose sins have been canceled, whose record has been wiped out, guess what? When you get around enough people who just don't care anymore, that's when you become that army. That's when you become that force to be reckoned with that's when you don't care and I dare say man served for over 20 years in the ministry guess what some of us have our record of all of our accomplishments and why we should or should not but then you get asked to serve in kids church and you say but I don't have kids anymore I, I've done this for 15 years please no sorry was that too real yeah, that's where I usually am at 11 o'clock, okay, with 200 of your kids. But do you know what? But do you know what? We're not back there babysitting. We're not back there just making sure they all come out alive. Sometimes we're trying to find them. But um, <laughs> do you know what? We're creating an environment that they have nowhere else right now, where they come in mask-free, where they're loved, where they're filled up, where they're experiencing the power and the presence of God. And guess what? If I don't get my butt out of neutral and say, oh, but God, I've done this before and I've done that before, I'm here to tell you your breakthrough today right now is connected to you getting out of neutral, to you letting a record, whether it's a bad one or a good one, just laying it down and saying, God, whatever it is you need from me, whatever it is you want from me, I'm here. I just don't care anymore. You want to know how to make it in 2021? You just got to not care. Care what people think, care what people say, care what people do to you. We're moving into those times. 
We can't care. We can't care. Because when we don't care anymore, then he can position us for power. He can position us for boldness. He can position us to partner with just enough people who don't care that we can change cities. We can change states. We can change our country. We can't do it by ourselves. And I'm here to tell you our leaders and our pastors, they've been doing it for a while now and I'm so grateful that they just said, we don't care. And they opened when it was hard to open and you weren't supposed to open and they continue to. But I want to ask you today, first and foremost, don't try flying out, going in full gear if you first have not experienced the love of Jesus Christ and him covering and silencing your shame. And I feel like there's some of you in here, you feel like I have just, I'm just stuck. I can't, I, I, I don't even know, but I want my silent, my, my shame silenced today. I want to walk out of here in that freedom. I want to walk out of here in that joy, knowing that there is no more record against me. There is no more. There's no more record against you because of the blood of Jesus, because that he nailed it to the cross. And I love Jesus because he mocked him when he got done doing it. He made fun of him. I'm here. There is freedom for you today. There is freedom from anything past, self-inflicted or inflicted upon you. And I'm going to ask you to do something bold, something that's going to get you out of neutral, something that's going to get you unstuck. I'm going to ask you to stand. If you say, that's me, I need to have my sins forgiven. I want newness of life today. I want to walk out of this place changed. I didn't come to do church. I came to be changed. If that is you and you want to respond to making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, thank you for being bold. That's not easy. That's the first step. We are cheering you on today. All of heaven is celebrating because you are making your first stand. Father, you see every single one of those people. You see them. You brought them here by divine design. I want to ask you, I want to ask, um, I'm going to have everyone stand. I want actually everyone stand. Everyone stand. We're all going to pray a prayer with you because you're not in this alone. You're not in this alone any longer. You're a part of the army that Dr. Matt, uh, that Pastor Alex was talking about. You're a part of this army now. We're with you. We're with you. And I want you all, everyone to pray this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. I accept the free gift of salvation. Come in and fill me up with your Holy Spirit, that I would walk out of here in newness of life. Amen. Come on, give a big celebration. Give a celebration, man. The house of God has been added to today. Eternity has been changed today. Church, that sign-up table is not about because we need you to come be on a high team or work in our parking lot. That table out there is to get you out of neutral and launch you into the next season of your life and new levels. So don't skate by it. Man, oh my gosh. That must be a mother of a teenager. I felt like I need to run out there and re-sign up. I'm telling you. I mean, 
I encourage you all, Pastor Samuel was just texting me going, the Bresti Ranch Campus 3x10 messed him up. So I can't wait to podcast it on Tuesday. If you weren't here for the nine, man, podcast it. Hear the stories of each preacher. You were here for those three incredible preaches, honestly, on fire, straight fire. You didn't even take a chance. You just got up here and lit up on fire. You didn't stop. But I'm telling you, those that stood, that was boldness. But that's why we do church. That's why we do church. Those lives, your life matters right there. I'm telling you, giving your life to Jesus is the most important decision we could ever have. You know, my friend, my wife will attest, called me the other day, and I couldn't hear what he was saying because he was crying so hard. And the night before, his niece was killed in a car accident, 14 years old, with three others. And he said, my family is a mess. And he goes, I haven't prayed in years. But when I got on my knees, because I don't know how to talk to my brother, my sister-in-law, I don't know what to tell my daughters. That was their best friend that was just killed. We're not allowed to see the body because it was so bad. All three of them in the car. He said, when I'm down on my knees, the first person I thought of was you. Will you pray for me? And I'm thinking to myself, God, why would you put... And immediately I felt the Holy Spirit. He says, one word of encouragement, I'm going to change everything in his life. I prayed for him. I felt peace come on me. He texted me about an hour later. He said that was the most radical thing he's ever experienced. He said he felt quietness in his soul. He was either able to gather his thoughts. He prayed for his daughters, which he's never done. He found the only church open in his area. And guess who was preaching today? My pastor, Pastor Jurgen, and brought a word to him that rattled him. And his whole family got saved today. I'm gonna tell you, for those of you that stood, it's the most important decision of your life. We don't know what tomorrow brings. But their future's secure. And I'm telling you, how radical was the only church open up there our pastor was at today. I'm thinking to myself, how good is God that he knew exactly what my friend needed? What happens after here matters. When you walk out of here, how you sew yourself into the fabric of this house matters. You guess I may say it's my first time. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna tell you the greatest thing I ever did. My wife, you're right, she was on the, set up the bathrooms. She gave her life to the Lord. Next week she's setting up bathrooms and it impacted Coach Tim and he preached about this morning. We never thought my wife setting up bathrooms would affect one man so much that he said, because of that, I'm gonna sew into this house. Mind blowing. You know, we had a, worship leader come lead worship here on a volunteer Sunday. And he was sitting there the whole time, he led worship, he was messed up, and he afterwards, when we were in the green room with him, and he's like, you just gave up the pulpit, Pastor Jurgen, as he was cheering everybody on. When he could have been preaching for this People on Purpose series that we've done for years. And he says, yeah, that's how we're gonna raise up the next generation of preachers and leaders in this house. That's why we're gonna get 16 camps. God showed me the pattern, we're gonna do it. 
it messed him up. He was a worship leader. Came over from Australia, he knew Pastor Yergin for years. That worship leader got to Tennessee and he looked around and he couldn't find a spirit-filled church doing what he wanted to do. He's like, I can't fly to San Diego and go to C3 at the time, Awaken Church now. So he started his own church called The Belonging. He then started this whole people on purpose. You will drive into their parking lot. You'll see Danny Gokey parking people. You'll see King and Country out there serving. All these people with high profile, but they know that if they don't get sewn into the house of God, into the fabric, that there will be a ceiling over their life. And you just go to their church, you're like, oh, Danny just sparked me. I saw him on American Idol. That's weird. Wait, wait, I have that guy's album. He just, he just was in the altar call room praying with me. I don't know, because it's kingdom first. And I'm going to tell you, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added to you. Listen, we're going to do a little giveaway. Anybody that signs up today, find a ticket to Emerge, the marriage retreat, or Cherish Conference, just, just to have fun. But I want you to know something. We're doing life together as a family. Through the ups, the downs, we don't put on a Christianese mask, pretend everything's okay. We get in it. We get in it to win it because we're real people doing real life. They all have a story. We all have a story. You have a story. We don't want to hide up in the corners. We don't want to hide in church like I did my entire life. It wasn't until I just got real that God could actually use me and do radical things. We love you, church. I'm going to have the ministry team come forward. If you need prayer for anything, I want you to come receive it today. No matter what you're walking through, I have an incredible team that wants to pray for you. If you stood up today and said, no, I choose Jesus, I have a someone down over here, right over here, this man. Hand up, looking good. Rick, he has a Bible and a book called Following Jesus. He also has an entire response team that wants to pray for you. So if someone doesn't come find you, fight for it. If you already said, I got a Bible, get another one. Sell it on offer up. You know, but come, someone will buy it. They need it. Or just give it away. But we want to sow into you today. We want to pray with you. We want to look after you. What next steps? I have a next step slide right up here, maybe. No, you guys look good. Stand right there. You're part of my slide. Look right here. Come back next Sunday. What a concept. Or Wednesday night. Join a connect group. Read the Bible. Right here where this big arm goes up, it says go to men's prayer or women's prayer. And attend DNA. That's the formula right there that's going to change your life. You guys with me? You picking up what I'm putting down? Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for today. We thank you for that incredible word from these incredible men and women that have a heart after you. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're stirring the next generation. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're raising the standard in this house. God, I thank you for what you're doing in every one of our lives, that we're together, leaning in on one another. God, we thank you for radical things in this season. And God, we thank you that Easter is upon us. This might be the greatest time to witness to those that have never heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus. God, we break off that religious spirit. And God, we thank you, Lord, that this house will be flooded with men and women that get to know who you are. We give you honor today. And everybody said. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.